Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Good Monday morning. Legal troubles mounting for Donald Trump. Criminal charges over election interference as early as this week. It is July 31st. This is today. Bracing for impact. It's a great badge of honor because I'm being indicted for you. Donald Trump facing another indictment tries to go on offense on the campaign trail this weekend as his Mar-a-Lago employee goes to court today, accused of conspiring to delete incriminating security footage in that classified documents case. The legal twists and turns just ahead and what was just revealed about the millions in campaign donations going to the Trump legal defense. Kidnapped, an American aid worker and her young daughter abducted in Haiti. She has sacrificed her life uh, to do good for a country that desperately needs the help that she provides. This morning, the scramble to get them home and U.S. officials ordering government workers to leave as the nation slips further into civil unrest. We'll have the very latest. At last, millions set to enjoy the first relief in weeks from that record-shattering heat wave. But not everyone is out of the woods just yet. Al's got your full forecast. Breaking her silence, the wife of the accused serial killer on Long Island speaking out for the first time, her message and where the investigation now stands. Those stories plus real life Jaws. The large shark caught on camera repeatedly attacking a fishing boat off the coast of Florida. I didn't think a shark could actually shake the boat like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is like a ride from Universal Studios. The inside story behind that wild video. And in it to win it, the U.S. women gearing up for their next big match at the World Cup overnight with a ticket to the next round on the line today, Monday, July 31st, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. It's Monday morning. Nice to have you along with us. All right. So if you're going to stay up super late, which we hope to, it's Team USA versus Portugal in the World Cup. Come on, ladies. This is the big one. This determines whether or not they go to the next round. So we will be watching no Uh matter what time of day it is. (laughs) Exactly. It's a little thing called DVR. Exactly. All right. Also this morning... Can you hear that sigh of relief? The record heat we've been talking about for weeks, finally broken in certain regions over the weekend. Parts of the South, though, are still facing some record high temps. Al, of course, will have it all covered in his forecast in just a bit. But first, let's get to our top story. Donald Trump facing the prospect of new criminal charges this week tied to his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. This comes just days after the special counsel revealed additional charges against the former president and two of his aides in that classified documents mishandling case. NBC's Garrett Hake is in Washington with the latest. Garrett, good morning. 
Hey, Savannah, good morning. All eyes in Washington once again on the federal courthouse behind me where grand jurors are set to reconvene tomorrow and where another indictment against Donald Trump could come as soon as this week. This as the former president's lead in the polls and his legal bills continue to grow. These are ridiculous indictments. Donald Trump's legal battles in the spotlight and racking up costs. This morning, a key court appearance from a new Trump co-defendant, Mar-a-Lago property manager Carlos de Oliveira. He, along with Trump and an aide, facing federal charges related to the former president's handling of classified documents after leaving the White House. Prosecutors say Mr. Trump asked de Oliveira to delete security camera footage at the estate to obstruct the investigation. Mr. Trump and his aide Walt Nata pleaded not guilty to the original indictment last month. It's a great badge of honor. Because I'm being indicted for you. As the former president could face indictment this week over another case, his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. And it all comes at a price for Mr. Trump and his supporters. The Washington Post reporting that his political group spent more than $40 million on legal costs in the first half of 2023 to defend Trump, his advisors and others, according to people familiar with the matter. But he remains the Republican frontrunner. Mr. Trump's fiercest Republican critic, 2024 rival Chris Christie, evoking the godfather to mock the GOP frontrunner over the classified documents case. It's pretty brazen. These guys were were acting like the the Corleones with no experience. But two of Mr. Trump's Republican opponents say they're inclined to pardon him if he is convicted. I don't want there to be all of this division over the fact that we have a president serving years in jail over a documents trial. I would pardon him. The former president now threatening fellow Republicans who don't share his appetite for revenge against President Biden and the Justice Department. Any Republican that doesn't act on Democrat fraud should be immediately primaried and get out. Out. On the campaign front, NBC News tracked down 44 of Donald Trump's former cabinet officials. Some declined to comment, some didn't get back to us. But when asked if they would definitely support the former president next year, only four, four of those 44 said they would. Among them, uh, his former chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Among those who said they would not support the former president, his former attorney general, Bill Barr, who, when we asked what he would do in a situation where it was Trump or Biden, as it was in 2020, told us, I'll jump off that bridge when I get to it. Savannah. All right, Garrett Hake, eventful week, perhaps in front of the courthouse. Thank you. Appreciate it. Also this morning, tensions are escalating between Russia and Ukraine after a series of drone attacks in Moscow over the weekend. While not taking responsibility, Ukraine's president saying the war is now, quote, returning to Russia. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel joins us now with these details. Hey, Richard, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. President Putin is not looking strong this morning. The Ukrainian offensive against him is intensifying. He survived a short-lived mutiny. And now Moscow itself is increasingly targeted by drones. The drones exploded in the heart of Moscow's financial district on Sunday morning around 4 a.m. Russian officials say at least three drones were involved and blamed Ukraine. Russians can no longer turn a blind eye to this war now that it's coming home. Although Ukraine didn't take responsibility, President Zelensky gave what seemed to be the most direct admission of cross-border attacks into Russia yet and suggested a new chapter is beginning. 
Ukraine is getting stronger. Gradually, the war is returning to Russian territory, its symbolic centers and military bases. And this is an inevitable, natural and absolutely fair process, he said. The war continues to be a disaster for Russia. 523 days in, Russia seems no closer to victory than when it first invaded. The Russian army is so short of troops, it had to raise the age limit for conscripts. But you wouldn't know it listening to President Putin, who was busy celebrating Navy Day this weekend. In the name of Russia, our sailors are giving all their strength, showing true heroism and fighting valiantly, as our great ancestors did, he said. Small, explosive drones have been central to the war from the start and are now exposing Moscow's vulnerability. In May, the Kremlin itself was attacked by drones. Ukraine denied involvement at the time. But attacks are becoming more frequent. This was the fourth drone attack in or around Moscow this month. And Ukraine no longer seems concerned about hiding it. In addition to attacks inside Russia, Russian defense officials accuse Ukraine of carrying out drone attacks against the occupied Crimean Peninsula, including one which Russia says it stopped, involving a swarm of 25 drones. Hoda. All right, Richard Engel for us there in London. Richard, thank you. There is growing concern this morning for an American aid worker and her young daughter who've been kidnapped in Haiti. Their abduction comes at a time of rising unrest there with the State Department now evacuating some embassy staff and warning Americans not to travel there. NBC's Kristen Dahlgren's got the very latest for us. Kristen, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. Well, Alex Dorsonville may have been from this small New Hampshire town, but those who know her say she was really drawn to a life of service, nursing small children in the nonprofit that her Haitian-born husband founded. This morning, that organization says it is doing everything it can to get her and the couple's young daughter home. This morning, American Alex Dorsonville and her young daughter Haven remain missing after reportedly being kidnapped near Haiti's capital, where she has lived for at least three years, according to the nonprofit El Roy. My name is Alex. I'm a nurse from New Hampshire, but now I live in Haiti. The 31-year-old nurse works for the faith-based organization that has a school and ministry in Haiti and is married to the organization's founder, Sandra Dorsonville. Elroy says Alex and her child were taken from their campus on Thursday, writing in a statement, we continue to work with our partners and trusted relationships to secure their safe return. Details of how they were abducted remain unclear. Alex was very compassionate and cared very much for people who had great need. Alex attended Regis College in Massachusetts, whose president is not surprised her former student chose a path of service. She was definitely um, a very special young woman. The same day the mother and daughter were taken, the U.S. State Department issued its highest-level travel advisory for Haiti, warning Americans not to visit, citing crime and civil unrest, adding kidnapping is widespread and victims regularly include U.S. citizens. The State Department also recalling non-emergency personnel from Haiti's U.S. Embassy. We have very deep concern for the situation there. The United Nations estimates armed gangs control 80% of the nation's cities. Elroy says they are in close communication with Alex's family and are working hard to get them home. 
Now, both the State Department and White House tell NBC News that they are aware of the reports of the kidnapping and are in regular contact with Haitian officials. Savannah. All right, Kristen, thank you very much. Uh, 11 after the hour, we have more to get to. Craig joins the table. Hey, Craig. Hey, hello, Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. Some new developments this morning in the Gilgo Beach serial killings on New York's Long Island. For the first time since the arrest of that Manhattan architect and the murders of three women more than a decade ago, his wife now breaking her silence. NBC's Stephanie Gosk has been following this story, joins us with more. Hey, Steph. Hey, Craig. Good morning. Rex Sherman's wife is asking for privacy and normalcy after investigators and the public flooded the neighborhood where the couple live for weeks. Her husband allegedly living a double life, a family man who commuted to work in Manhattan. Prosecutors now believe he is a serial killer. Days after investigators wrapped up collecting evidence at Rex Hearman's home, his wife, Asa Ellerup, and her two adult children returned to a life they no longer recognize. It's been a very tumultuous time for them. Life has been thrown upside down in the past few weeks. The family of a Manhattan architect charged in the Gilgo Beach serial killings is now asking for privacy, writing in a statement that they have endured profound and indescribable catastrophe. Herman's wife adding, I am pleading with you all to give us space so that we may regain some normalcy in our neighborhood. The streets were closed. You had to get access by police escort to get to your own home. The neighbors have been impacted just as much as she has. Some neighbors are reaching out, sending care packages and grocery deliveries. One writing, dear neighbors, we are thinking of you through this difficult time. If there's anything we can do for you, please let us know. Ellerup filed for divorce on July 19th. Right after 59-year-old Herman was arrested and charged with three counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of three women in their 20s, believed to have been sex workers over a decade ago. And he's now the main suspect in the disappearance and death of a fourth woman. We have obtained a massive amount of, of uh, material. Following a nearly two-week search of the family home, investigators say it'll take time to analyze and catalog what they've found, as police in other states are also looking into potential connections to other unsolved crimes, including in Las Vegas, Nevada, where Herman had a timeshare, and in Atlantic City, New Jersey, for possible ties to the 2006 Eastbound Strangler case, while his estranged wife focuses on moving on with her life. She needs to protect herself and her children at this point, not knowing what's going to happen with him. We've reached out to Rex Herman's attorneys for comment and have not heard back. He has pleaded not guilty and is scheduled to appear in court tomorrow, guys. Okay. Thank you, Steph. You're All right. One of the largest trucking companies in the country is shutting down and laying off its employees. Yellow Corp notified its 30,000 workers of the decision over the weekend. The company is expected to file for bankruptcy after failing to refinance over a billion dollars in debts. Its customers included retailers like Walmart and Home Depot. The closure comes just days after Yellow averted a strike from 22,000 of its unionized workers. Now to some frightening moments for beachgoers in New Hampshire over the weekend. A plane went down right in front of them. It was all caught on camera. This happened near Hampton Beach. Look at this. A plane towing a banner, crash landing just 90 feet from the beach. Thankfully, the pilot of the plane did not suffer any serious injuries. Lifeguards were able to help them get back to shore. Beachgoers say it was a miracle Mm. that nobody was hurt seriously. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, The extreme heat that's gripped the nation for several weeks. 
Folks, it is finally starting to ease in some areas of the country this morning. And it comes after severe storms that have ripped through parts of the East Coast this weekend. Places like Virginia, Maryland, Washington, D.C. hit with 80 mile per hour winds, knocking down trees, leaving hundreds of thousands without power. Those storms extended all the way up to New York and New England. But, uh, Mr. Roker, with that, I understand it comes a break from that sweltering heat for some. Not yes, everyone. for some. Not everybody, but the areas. How do you like our new little circles? Our new graphics. Yay! <laughs> anyway, let's show you what we've got going on. 39 million people. That's way down from last week when we had like almost a third of the country under heat advisories, heat warnings from Kansas down into the Gulf Coast all the way to Florida. Again, that heat still hanging around. The heat dome shifting to the east as that large uh, ridge of high pressure still brings the heat for Dallas, Alamosa, San Antonio, New Orleans, Vero Beach, Miami. They may set records again today and on into tomorrow for Brooksville, Key West, New Orleans, Beaumont, Corpus Christi, and Dallas. But here here in the Northeast, Great Lakes, Mid-Atlantic, on into New England. Look at these temperatures. This nice and seasonal. This is what summer should be all about. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. All right, coming up, guys, a shark attack straight out of a movie. So a drone captured this. Large bull shark attacking the engines of a fishing oh. boat off the coast of Florida. Gotti Schwartz has this one for us. Hey, Gotti. Hey, good morning. That you got to see to believe. A massive bull shark homing in on a fishing boat like a missile hitting it over and over and over again. We're going to hear from the guy on that boat coming up next. Gotti, thank you. Then hopeful signs on the recovery of Bronny James after his frightening collapse at basketball practice and the new message that his father LeBron is sharing. What we're learning about his son's health scare one week later. But first, this is today on NBC. Even the videos. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, we are back. The hottest movie on the planet, Barbie. Man, dominated the box office once again. It earned another $93 million wow. at the North American theaters, making it one of the most successful second weekends of all time. A couple of those bucks were ours. How was the kids. it? Did you love it? You know what? It's really fun. It's, it's, fun. it's just a fun, even like my six-year-old boy likes It's okay. visually interesting. Ah, it's fun. For all. I mean, guys, it's a phenomenon. Well, when you think about how much it earned worldwide, $775 million so far, and yeah. it's already one of the highest grossing films of the year. And then Oppenheimer. Second spot. Second spot. Listen, Did you see Oppenheimer? I've, I, I saw Wreck-It Ralph Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> the kids. It's like Oppenheimer. The 28th time. So. 
<laughs> well, theaters uh, are having a moment yeah, this yes. summer, and that's yeah, really are. We like that. Uh, another big story this morning, guys. A shark attack. The sh- a shark attack the likes that we have rarely seen. Yeah, it's pretty wild if you look at this video. A drone captured it. A dramatic encounter between an aggressive bull shark and a fishing boat. This happened off the coast of Florida. NBC's Gotti Schwartz has got the story behind that video. Hey, Gotti, good morning. Hey, good morning, Savannah. That's right. This was kind of like that famous scene in Jaws where the shark comes flying out of the water, lands on the boat. Only this time, the boat was big enough, and this time, no one was hurt. Engines. This stunning scene happening off the coast of South Florida. A bull shark repeatedly launching itself at a fisherman's boat. And all of a sudden, something switched in the shark's brain, and he just went into full attack mode. Video producer and fishing guide Josh Jorgensen had been following a school of fish with his drone when he caught the shark battering his friend's boat. And he just went completely nuts and just started attacking the engines and just ripping them to pieces. Fishing boat captain Carl Torreson said he couldn't believe how much damage the shark caused. I didn't think a shark could actually shake the boat like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is like a ride from Universal Studios. In May, a similar incident captured off the coast of Oahu. Tiger shark rammed me. Kayak fisherman Scott Haraguchi rammed by a 10 to 12 foot tiger shark. It's miraculous that I didn't get knocked over. While in Florida, the shark bite capital of the nation, a recent string of attacks leading to alerts and beach closures. Looks like we got a hammerhead shark. A 12 year old girl bitten on the leg while swimming at Cocoa Beach. It hurts like incredibly bad. It was really, really painful and I just wasn't expecting it. But unprovoked shark attacks are rare and fatalities even more so. Researchers at Cal State Long Beach spent two years filming California beaches where great whites hang out and learned they come close to swimmers and surfers almost daily without humans even knowing. I think most people's conception of what a shark, a white shark is, is that if you see it in the water, it's going to bite you. And I think one of the things our study showed is that's simply not true. Even bull sharks, known to be more aggressive, don't usually charge like this. When they do, it can look like something out of the movies. I know this sounds insane, but that scene in Jaws where it jumps on the back of the boat, that is totally possible. Wow. Well, it seems like we're hearing a lot more about shark sightings and bites and, you know, at least compared to other years. Do we know why? Yes, Savannah. So we've seen a steady rise in shark attacks and sightings since a low point in the 1970s, 1980s. But a lot of experts are pointing to conservation efforts and a lot more people living near coastlines as reasons as to why we might be seeing that. Fortunately, alert systems and ways to monitor sharks are getting way better with technology. And the odds of being attacked by a shark is still very, very low. All right, Gotti. We've learned they don't want to attack you. No. And do you remember what we learned during today's Shark Week about don't, how don't to punch handle them. them? Don't punch them in don't the nose. Don't bonk them in the nose, but also what? look them in, in the eye. eye. Yeah. Where is that from? Oh, no. We, oh, were you off that one? Yeah. Oh. Look them in the eye. No, yeah. That's part of the deal. Yeah. You don't have to look worry tough. about that with me. All right. Uh, still ahead, the new study revealing an effective alcohol you may not know about. If you have a family history of high blood pressure, you definitely want to hear about this one. First, though, Kaylee Hartung has some new details on that health scare for LeBron James' son, Bronny. Hey, good morning, guys. It was just a week ago that the 18-year-old's heart stopped during basketball practice. And now we are seeing the first images of him looking healthy out to dinner with his family here in Los Angeles. Coming up, we'll tell you more about the positive signs of his recovery. Stay with us.
We are back 738 with new details on that frightening health scare for Bronny James. Yeah, his dad, NBA superstar LeBron James, sharing an update on how his son is doing after suffering cardiac arrest. NBC's Kaylee Hartung joins us now from Los Angeles with more on this story. Hey, Kaylee, good morning. Hey guys, good morning. It was just one week ago that Bronny James suddenly collapsed during basketball practice at USC. Now we are hearing that initial 911 call and learning more about the chaotic scene that unfolded on the court as we see positive signs of his recovery. It's one of the most hopeful signs of recovery for Bronny James since suffering a cardiac arrest. On Saturday, LeBron James posting a short video of his son playing the piano, writing, God is great. Bronny, you are amazing. We're here right with you every step of the way. God, how is your son doing? Just hours earlier, the James family was seen leaving dinner in Los Angeles. Bronny appearing healthy and walking just steps behind his father. It was Bronny's first public outing since his medical emergency less than a week earlier. here now. Last Monday, the 18-year-old collapsed during basketball practice at USC. A 911 call conveying a frantic scene. You're on scene with them or a registered nurse? No, there's no doctor. Okay, help is already on. Help is already on the way. Okay. Though he was admitted to the ICU, his cardiologist says the swift and effective response by the USC Athletics medical staff successfully treated James, who arrived at the hospital fully conscious, neurologically intact, and stable. He was discharged just three days later. Dr. Gordon Tomaselli, who did not treat James, says his rapid rebound indicates he was likely able to get CPR and defibrillated almost immediately. His prompt response and recovery really speaks to the fact that he got treated literally within minutes and probably even within tens of seconds. Bronny James' incident is spotlighting harrowing statistics. Sudden cardiac arrest is the leading cause of death for student-athletes, and the chances of survival decrease between 7 and 10 percent every minute CPR is delayed. Yet only seven states require high school athletic venues to have an emergency action plan, CPR training for coaches, and a defibrillator within one to three minutes of a venue where practices or games are held. For James, the chances of a full recovery and his return to the court are still unknown, as doctors look to pinpoint what caused his heart to stop. Still, his family outing this weekend, a hopeful sign for the promising young athlete. Kelly, that's a testament to how quickly USC responded to that crisis. But I think as a lot of parents are they're sending their kids back to school, they're wondering, is my school well-equipped as well? How can parents find that out? Yeah, well, Hoda, whether your child plays sports or not, Parents should ask their school if an AED is accessible on campus and if their teachers or coaches are trained in CPR. And keep an eye on this. Congress is even getting involved here, considering a bipartisan bill that would give schools grant money to buy and maintain defibrillators and provide training to students and staff. Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin, is firmly backing that potentially life-saving legislation, guys. All right, Kaylee, thank you. So good to see Bronny, like, playing the piano, watching him at work. Yeah, Yeah. does the heart good. Uh All right, let's get another check of the Weather from Mr. Roker. Hey, guys, good morning. We've got a risk of some severe weather. Nothing terrible, terrible, a marginal risk. Maybe some wind gusts, damaging hail from Tucson, Arizona. We've got some in the Rockies, also Central Plains of the Mississippi River Valley, southeast down on into Florida. Rainfall amounts heaviest throughout Missouri on into the northern Rockies. We're also looking at some heavier rain down through Florida. A couple of tropical areas we're watching, tropical disturbance. Uh, right now, it's probably going to form a tropical depression, but basically a fish 
storm nowhere near land. We've got another one that's fairly close to the Carolina-Virginia coast with a 30 percent development, some gradual development likely. But as you can see, a cold front will be pushing that off to the east. So good news there. As far as today is concerned, scattered showers heavier down as you get into Florida, but a few showers in the mid-Atlantic states. The south stays sunbaked with all that heat. Some monsoonal moisture now starting to fire up through the southwest. And that's your latest weather, guys. Thank you, Mr. Coming up, we are going to go live to New Zealand because Team USA is gearing up for that make-or-break match at the Women's World Cup. And, guys, someone has a message for you. Hi, Oda. Hi, Savannah. Where are you guys? Are you coming or what? (laughs) Miss you. (laughs) Hey. Yeah, well, let's go. (laughs) We're just waiting for an invitation. We didn't know. All right, on the way. We're rooting them on. Can't wait for tonight. Coming up right after this. Another reason to celebrate. Hey, Carson's back. Yes. Hey, Carson. All right. Also, guys, we're looking forward to Team USA's next big match at the Women's World Cup. This is a biggie. They're going to yep. take on Portugal overnight. They will hopefully punch their ticket to the next round. NBC's Molly Hunter is in Auckland, New Zealand this morning. Players and fans are busy getting ready. Molly, good morning. How's the team feeling? Hey guys, good morning. Well, you heard Megan. Come on over here. We're waiting for you. They are ready for this next game. The fans are ready. The players feel like they haven't really played their best in the last couple of games, so really looking ahead. And actually, I'm in a bar right now. We're in the final minutes of an Australia-Canada game. Australia is up 3-0. Of course, Australia, one of the host nations. If they lose, they are out of this. So a lot of excitement here. U.S. fans, though, all eyes on that Portugal game. And I want to just show you the group East standing so you get a sense. The Netherlands, the U.S., and Portugal can all advance at this point. Now, the U.S. actually advances with a tie. They want that top seed, though, going into the knockout round. Now, guys, as you know, I got to speak with Megan Rapino, and she lives for moments like this, these big-pressure, high-octane moments. She says, bring it on. She has a very different role, though, in this World Cup than she did last time around. Take a listen to what she told me. The thing that I'm most proud of is that I'm a winner. Um, and it takes a lot to win. It takes a lot of different people in different roles to be able to do that, and every single one of them is important, I think. So I look back at the times I've been a starter, and some of the most important people to me have been players on the bench that haven't even seen the field at all. As she is gracious, she is generous. Even if she is not in that starting 11, though, she is ready to go on at any minute. She also wants to win it all. She says, what's the point of even being here if they're not going to win it? Of course, their next game against Portugal. It is 7 p.m local time for us here on Tuesday, guys. It's 3 a.m., which actually your alarms might be perfectly timed for. <laughs> Thank you. We get ready. Exactly. I appreciate the Women's World yeah. Cup acknowledging our schedule. Yes. 3 a.m.? It's That's rare. perfect. That's yeah. rare. All right. Don't forget that you can set your alarm. Catch Team USA's battle against Portugal on Telemundo and Peacock. Coverage starts at 2 a.m. Oh, early. But All we right. will have the highlights okay. for you tomorrow. Molly, thank you. Thank you, Molly. We're on the next flight. (laughs) Just ahead, guys, today in the wild, we're going to tag along with a dedicated team helping pull the American crocodile back from the brink. And coming up on Popstar Inside the long-awaited starts, Kelly Clarkson's Las Vegas residency. And wait until you hear the cover that she did that had fans dancing up a storm. Okay. We'll have that and a lot more on Popstar coming up. 
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.